Welcome to the Jesus Never Ran podcast, where we hear stories of ordinary people making time in their life to do extraordinary things. My name is Matt Kinzera. I'm your host and eternal optimist. Let's take a walk. This week, we hear from somebody who I would call the poster child of living your best life. Oh yeah, and she's my wife, Susie Kinzera. I just needed to live a life that had no boundaries, really tied to it as far as what I could experience, what I could discover. And so I always felt like those conventional types of jobs just would never fit me. Hey, before we get rolling, you know, when we're trying to make a difference in this world, it's extremely important to relax and take some downtime. When I relax, I like to have a glass of wine or a beverage in my hand, sit on my front porch, and my beverage of choice comes from Infinity Beverages. You can check them out at www.infinitybeverages.com. Order online and they will deliver right to you. Or if you're in Eau Claire, stop by their tasting room and take a tour with master winemaker Matthew Rick. That's Infinity Beverages, www.infinitybeverages.com. There are just not enough amazing words that I could use to describe my wife, Susie. She is incredible. She's changed my life for the better, and she has changed countless other people's lives for the better simply because she lives out loud. She loves big. She cares for people in beautiful ways, and if you look at her life, you will see a trail of people becoming better because they've interacted with her. The other thing about Susie is anybody that's ever been around her can notice that she is the connecting point to almost all relationships. When I look at my life, I see everybody that's in my life is because of Susie. (laughs) And I love that. I love that about her. She's just an incredible woman, incredible personality. I'm going to shut up right now and let you hear from her who she is. My name is Susie Kinzera. And first and foremost, I'm Matt's wife which is amazing because he's epic. And I am a mom. I'm a daughter. I am a sister, a friend, um, singer-songwriter, entrepreneur, um, and friend of Jesus. I currently run an organization called In It Together with my amazing husband, (laughs) which is Matt Kinzera. And we encourage marriages. We host date nights. They're themed and their purpose because it's really our heart to help couples connect in a world that tries to pull families and couples apart. So we want to be part of encouraging people's journeys and be a part of their lives and stories through encouragement. It's awesome (laughs) whenever somebody asks Susie and I what we do for a living. It takes us a while to describe it. We should probably work on that. But I love to hear the backstory of how people get to where they are. And I know people ask us about that a lot. And so I want you to hear from Susie about how we got to this place, how we got to this place where we, for a career, do something kind of unique together in the way that we get to encourage other people's marriages. 
So I've been married to Matt for 21 years and immediately when we first came together, it was this crazy, awesome, supernatural connection. And we constantly just wanted to be together. We wanted our lives to be joined continuously and seamlessly through everything that we did. So we knew from the beginning of our relationship that whether I was going to be on Broadway, Matt was going to somehow be a part of that with me. He was going to play drums in the orchestra pit and I was going to be on the stage. So we had always just from a very young place had said that we were going to do life together. And we had a couple that mentored us at the beginning of our journey when we were first married and we loved just going to their home and having dinner with them and having deep conversation about marriage and just navigating life as couples. And they really poured into us. And every time we would leave there, we would just say to ourselves, oh my goodness, if we could just encourage couples and be marriage mentors to other couples to encourage their journey, like Bill and Molly have been doing for us, that would be so great. But then we thought, well, you know, who would listen to us? We're three weeks in, six months in, however, it was very early on in our marriage. And so we just decided, well, we'll just do that with our lives as couples come along, but maybe we'll really do something with it. Like in our forties when, you know, we've got a little bit more experience under our belts. And so, um, about three years ago, we dusted that dream off the shelf. We took it down and we started exploring what would this look like? How could we do this? What would be different about what we do than other things that are out there for couples to experience and try that will be an encouragement to their marriage? A couple of quick things about this journey that we're on together is that Susie and I, as you heard her say, had this dream for In It Together, our marriage company probably around 20 years ago, yet we just launched it three years ago. Sometimes God's going to put something in your heart and it's going to be for the future. We often will get these feelings and thoughts and ideas in our, in our heads and in our minds and think, okay, I got to do it right now. But sometimes God will put that there just to marinate for a while or to marinate for a long while. And in our case, we just had to grow up a little bit. We had to get some life behind us so that we could have something to offer other couples. The other thing, mentors. Don't try to do anything, and I mean anything, without some great advice of people who have more wisdom and more experience than you do. Now we are all products of our environment and whatever culture that we grow up in or that we live in, we learn something from that culture and it has an effect on how we live our lives. If you are in the American culture, what you're going to learn is you do things a certain way. You grow up, you go to school, you get good grades, you go to college, you graduate college and you work a job and you work that for years and years and years and eventually you retire. I guess that's the general uh, picture that I get. But Susie never bought into that. Ever since I've known her, she just has never bought into that. So I want to get a little bit of her perspective on how she lives a life that seems to be so far apart from how the majority of our culture lives life. So I've never enjoyed the idea of a nine to five job, eight to five job, any kind of job that would limit me in where I could live out my dreams, where I could 
just explore and experience life. Um, my best girlfriend always says to me, like, don't try to cage Susie. Don't put Susie in a cage. And I just needed to live a life that had no boundaries really tied to it as far as what I could experience, what I could discover. And so I always felt like those conventional types of jobs just would never fit me. And so I've worked really hard to never have to really position myself to be in one. I think for the first year of mine and Matt's marriage, um, I had to work a nine to five job and it about killed me. Literally, I remember going in and getting like a CAT scan to see if I like had a brain tumor because I was so stressed out and I had headaches all the time. And I was like, what is happening? What's going on? And so I held that job for about a year because I needed to, to save for our wedding. And then as soon as I could, I was like, I'm out of here because I just, I, I cannot I, I do not thrive in those types of places at all. That's the ticket, right? She didn't thrive in those spaces, so she chose not to stay in them. How many of us have been in spaces where we're not thriving, yet we just stay there because it's safe or because it's the thing we feel like we're supposed to do? That is no way to live. We need to be in the space where we can be the best form of ourselves. Some of us need to be in nine to five positions to truly be who we're meant to be, but others of us need to not be in those spaces so we can express ourselves in the best way possible. Hey, I know some of you are probably thinking, wait a second, she has a husband to fall back on. But if you've been listening to this podcast for any length of time, you realize <laughs> that is not true. And I was thinking through our marriage, through our 21 years of being married, we have had, one of us has had a normal nine to five job for maybe four or five years. So less than a quarter of it. And we don't currently now. And we have always put food on the table. We've always had a place to live. And we have always just felt so alive and purposed in what we do. So if you're there and if you feel like you're not thriving, start getting serious about how you can get in a place where you can truly become who you're meant to be. All right, let's hear a little bit more about where all of this awesomeness came from. Let's hear about Susie's background and how she learned what she knows. I don't think it was something that I consciously came up with. I think I just was born that way. I think God just put that in my heart that I would kind of be this free spirit where I wouldn't do things traditionally or normally. And um, I just set my mind to it from a very, very young age. I was going to be a performer. I was going to be on Broadway. You know, like there were all of those things. I just kind of set my mind to it. And even though by the path for what happened in my life and how I ended up using my gifts changed, that was always at the forefront of my mind. Like, no one will stop me. You know, I, I think God just put that in my spirit and my heart. And thankfully, there weren't pe many people along the way that, you know, tried to keep me from experiencing those things. And my parents did a good job of just either ignoring me when I was obnoxious about it or just being like, all right, go for it. You know, they never tried to f stop me. In fact, my dad up and moved me. He drove me all the way to New York City. I had never visited there. I just knew I was going to live there someday. And um, I got one contact and I just ran with it. I sang for a master's class down in Madison, Wisconsin for a Broadway coach. He invited me to come out and study with him. And I took my shot and I ran and I just said, Dad, I'm going to save money for a year. And then 
I'm going to move to New York and I need you to drive me there. And so he, I'm sure, was terrified to take his daughter, you know, to New York City. We had never been there. I was rooming with complete strangers that were in the Broadway scene. And um, I'm sure that was very scary for them as parents, but they knew that they wouldn't be able to stop me. I would have bought myself a bus ticket had they not taken me. (laughs) Still true to this day when Susie has something in her mind and in her heart and she really feels it deep within her, it's going to happen. She's going to go for it and she's going to figure it out. And that is a true joy to live with a wife like that because it makes our whole life such an incredible adventure. I want you to hear a little bit of Susie's perspective about living without regret and also about being okay as your dreams, ideas, and thoughts and goals adjust or switch. I think when something lives so deeply inside you, you have to pursue it with all that you are. Otherwise, you know that you'll have regrets. And even though... Broadway was something that I walked away from. I chose to walk away from that career because God had planted just his love in my heart and just new opportunities that I started visioning for my life, for my marriage, for my family. And I think it was so important for me to go to New York and to experience auditioning and the cattle calls. That's what they would call like when you'd have to stand in line, you know, to audition for a show because I didn't have my union card at the time. And so until I built up my union points, um, if you didn't have an agent, you would have to stand in line. So thankfully though, I got the whole gamut of that experience where I did the cattle call, but then I got two agents through my Broadway uh, vocal performance coach um, that, you know, signed contracts with me. So then I got to experience a, hey, you show up at this time and you audition. And then I moved to Nashville to get my union card because I worked at Opryland in a show and I was contracted there for nine months. And so all of those experiences just allowed me to see like, is this really what I want to do with my life? You know, and even though it was exciting, like every time you would audition for something, there was a lot of hardship with it too because you had to learn how to take rejection you know if you didn't get a part or if you didn't get a call back and you had to just get back on your feet and I think it's so interesting because I was wired for that kind of letdown but I was never wired for being rejected by like human beings or people or relationships and so For me, like having people in my life that supported my journey, no matter, you know, what road I was going to end up taking was the thing that just always pushed me to continue to pursue what it was in the season of life I was in that I was supposed to pursue. So I can absolutely say 100% that I, I have no regrets with, you know, how I've lived out this path of my life. It's taken weird bends and turns in the road, but I wouldn't have it on any other way. And I love that I just got to end up at the end of the day, I ended up getting to be this person that just got to do what I was compelled to do in that season of life. Sunrise, open up my sleepy eyes. I know I can barely see day If you can lead me I'm begging you to not go away 
Back to that idea of learning from our culture. Another thing that I want you to hear from Susie is her perspective on careers. We often look at our lives and say, okay, there's this one career path for me and this is what I have to take. Susie's not lived that way and she doesn't live that way. So I'd love for you to hear a different perspective on how to look at a career. Careers are so fascinating because I think, you know, for a lot of people, it's just like, I'm going to have this one career my whole life and this is what I'm going to do and this is, I'm going to retire through this and build up my pension plan or whatever that may be. And um, for me, I just have always felt like I could be more true to myself when I lived in each season of my life. So I feel really blessed that, you know, before Matt and I were married, I could just take off and pursue my heart for Broadway musicals. And I did that. And then when I felt like, you know what, I want to try my hand at writing music because I've been writing music since I was in you know, fifth grade for as long as I can really remember. I've been writing songs. And the fascinating thing is the songs that I wrote about in at the end of my elementary school years and into my middle school years and high school years were all about God. But yet I didn't really have a relationship with God. It was almost like he was just there the whole way saying, I'm going to use this. I'm going to do something with this. And um, I started getting excited about that because I grew up Catholic and then I got to sing and write music for our confirmation celebrations and things like that. So I started getting a little bit more excited about my relationship with God then. And then um, I was still moving on to college and, and studying music there. And so God was kind of always in my back pocket, you know, just when I needed him for crisis mode or if I was sad or things like that. But then um, as I continued on, you know, I continued to develop that passion for Broadway music. So I pursued that. And then it changed when I met Matt and God got a hold of our hearts. And we just thought, like, what if we could do music for God? You know, what would that look like? And then we got to explore leading event like worship events and then we got hired on at church different churches to be worship leaders and so I just lived out what I felt like I was supposed to do in in those seasons of life and then after we started having kids I took a break for a little while from leading worship and and then we were called to start a church community and took on a whole different role in that way. I was still leading, using my gifts and, and leading worship in that capacity, but it was more about the people relationally and how we were going to support them. And, um, you know, it, there's been so many different so many different opportunities just to live my life out in its day-to-day format and I just feel really blessed that I could just say I'm going to be a person that tries to live in the present and take advantage of that and not necessarily feel like I am called to one career and one thing Um, because I also love like decorating and throwing parties and you know hosting things so I don't know I guess in a nutshell like my my life's journey and my life's joy is to just live in obedience day to day and just say yes to the thing that God invites me to be a part of. And I wouldn't have it any other way. You know, I just want to live in the joy of each day. And right now I'm in a season where God is asking us as Matt and Susie to encourage couples. And we've been doing that for three years. And so they all seem to have some sort of a 
a little bit of a lengthy time frame to them. Like when we did worship, that was for 15 years. You know, when we planted the missional church, that was for eight years. Um, even my my time frame from college, you know, to um, before we got married, that was a good 10-year journey of me practicing and learning and developing my craft in musical theater. So they've all had a season that they've played out. And um, I just continue to think, okay, God, you know, what do you have for me? And I would never put him in a box, just like I don't want him to put me in a box. What if we all actually took Susie's advice and cared less about our careers and more about just living in the moment? How would that change our world? I know for myself, I so often get caught up in thinking, okay, what's that next thing that I'm going to do? What's that next dream that I'm going to go after? And I catch myself with my head so far in the future that I miss out on the present. But what if we all did what Susie's talking about and we just woke up each morning and said, God, what do you have for me today? Boy, I don't want to miss an opportunity that is right in front of me for a possibility that's not even here yet. So let's focus on our present. Yeah, I have dreams. Yes, I have goals. That's what Jesus Never Ran stands for. But Jesus Never Ran also stands for taking the time to make a difference. And that requires us to live in each and every moment. Well, I could certainly talk with Susie all day long. Oh, wait, I actually get to do that because she lives with me because she's my wife. (laughs) But before we finish up here, I want to ask her the same question I ask everybody. What would you say to that person who has that dream, that thought, that idea, and it's in their heart and they desperately want to do it, but they're not quite sure how to take that first step? My encouragement and my advice to people that feel trapped or they feel stuck and like they have to stay in one lane their whole life, <laughs> but there's more, so much more living inside of them. Cause I think that we are a complex people and that there is so much that lives deep within our hearts, but it's just hard for a lot of us to just explore that and take time to, to sit in that. And I would just tell people that it's not about them. Like it's not about you. And I think a lot of things, you know, a lot of times it's, uh, I don't think I could do that. What would that look like? You get caught up in all of the details. And so you can't move forward because you're thinking about the all consuming everything that it would take for you to do that. And it's not about you. And what I've enjoyed the most about my journey and my journey being married to Matt is that we're not afraid to take those risks because we know at the end of the day, okay, well, this isn't at all about me. And this is about like, how do we advance the kingdom and how do we bring encouragement and love to other people? And that's actually my motivation is to know that it's not about me. Um, And when it becomes about me, I don't get a lot accomplished. (laughs) I don't get very far. I get really frustrated in the process. And, um, you know, I know a lot of people would say, well, like, who is surrounding you? Who are people that will help you take those leaps of faith? And that's very true. But at the same time, like if you can in your mind really say like, okay, stop it. This isn't about me. This is really selfish behavior that I'm not moving forward. I think about all the people that, you know, 
won't experience what God wants them to experience because I'm not living in obedience. Um, and just because I had these silly little fears, because at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter if you fail. I think winning is just the fact that you stepped out and that you did it and you said, hey, I did it. So that's what I would say. It's not about you. <laughs> For Susie Kinzera, walking like Jesus means living an unconventional life and not playing by other people's rules. It means living in every single moment because if you want to walk like Jesus, it can't be about you. If you would like to learn more about the In It Together Marriage Company, go to www.beinit.org. That's B-E-I-N-I-T.org. And as always, if you need a little help getting from where you are to where you want to be, make sure you check out The Walking Club at JesusNeverRan.com. The Walking Club is a monthly video series where you will learn how to discover your purpose and bring it into the world. Next time we hear from a mom who has a daughter that's changing her world for the better every single day. Tune in next week. Tune in next week.